welcome to ShoeCast, the only podcast in the world where you can align yourself with other people who have the same passion for shoes. Now, let's get right into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the ShoeCast show where we interview and talk everything related to shoes. My name is Chase and I'm here today with my co-host Landon. Today we're talking to Casey or better known as Casey underscore swoosh life on Instagram. He's a shoe collector with over 10,000 followers on Instagram and it even looks like he has more in his collection than his followers. How's it going Casey? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. All right, man, we, we appreciate you jumping on here with us today. So before we dive into the actual interview, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name's Casey. I've been into shoes for, for a long time, actually. I got my first pair of Jordans in the fourth grade. 1992 is when I got them, the Jordan 6s. I got them a little late. They came out in 91, that's right. Yeah. I got them in March of 92. So uh, I've been hooked kind of since... Um, I'm a brand loyalist, so uh, I've been into the swoosh and the jump man. Really, go. I don't think I've owned anything else since about the eighth grade, and, uh, and now I was able to turn that passion into a job with Nike. So, very cool. I love all things swoosh. There you go. So, so why did you make your Instagram Casey Swoosh Life? Originally, my name was Nike. One, which is what I use kind of since my first like AOL account back when AOL was a dial-up and that was all you had back Uh in the day. Uh, I'm aging myself, but I'm an old dude, so it's all right. Um, And somebody gave me the advice that um, people liked names that were a little more memorable and personal. And although 5981, me was like personal, like no one could remember what those numbers were. So I was just thinking, how do I make it more personal? Um, I love the swoosh. There's a hashtag. It's hashtag swoosh life. And I was like, well, Casey swoosh life. That's pretty personal for me. <laughs> there, there you go. go. It definitely flows together well. So uh, so next question is, could you kind of explain to our listeners and our viewers what it is that you do? Yeah. So I work in um, global product licensing. And basically, there are certain that Nike licenses out to other companies to make. Um, and so my job, I work on all the licensed goods like NFL, NBA, MLB, et cetera, products that are made like uh, kids' NFL jerseys and NBA jerseys. Right. I work with the company that makes those to make sure that they match the adult and that they meet the quality standards. Uh, okay. So wow, that in the awesome. marketplace, you can't tell the difference. Right. So cool. cool, cool, cool. So that's actually just noticed that um behind you it's all the black boxes are a giant swoosh oh yeah wow (laughs) that's crazy that's cool (laughs) very cool wow that's awesome the swoosh wall so love it so what kind of made you uh get into shoes like how did you what is there like a specific shoe model that just triggered you know or like did someone introduce you into sneakers or yeah well i mean honestly like i said it was kind of back in i got my jordans and if you think of six mm-hmm. for me it was like a big deal because it was my first pair before that i mostly wore like chuck taylor's and like they weren't very com- comfortable mm-hmm. and sixes had the air system and they were very comfortable oh, obviously yeah. um but at the same time that was like around the time of the dream team and the first championship and like and for me just being like you know that like nine ten years old like kind of really being into sports and really understanding sports a little more 
as MJ was kind of his like real upward uh, motion there with the again the dream team and the first championship. So like just seeing him wear those, and then they I had switched schools and I was kind of the minority in my school and those made me like cool. So I was like there you more go. accepted. <laughs> so yeah, this, the Jordan Six for me has always been really special. And then it's just kind of like stuck. Just anytime you would see, back in the day, you see MJ wear the new shoes. It's like you just had to have it because just the the beautiful stuff that he was doing in it, you just had to go get it yourself. So yeah, it really got me hooked just watching MJ. Really, that's awesome, man. That's very cool. So uh, where is it that you're actually located? You know, where do you normally work out of? I'm just outside of Portland, Oregon. Okay. Oh, okay. oh man. So you're right. <laughs> you're right where you need to be. Then it sounds like Portland, Oregon, Oregon is a great area for anything related. Yeah, I know that's where LeBron holds his camps, right? As well. I'm not sure. I'm, I, I've never I, been I'm pretty sure that LeBron does his camps in Portland, Oregon. I know that that's a great, very popular Nike area for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what was it like meeting uh, Tinker Hatfield and having him sign one of your shoes? That was incredible. Um, I I had a chance to actually go to lunch with Tinker Hatfield. Wow. And I knew somebody that had met Tinker. He was like, dude, bring a shoe. He's, he's a super chill dude, and he's going to offer to sign something. So have something. So I was like, wow. okay. So, again, as a six dude, I brought my original white infrared sixes from 1991. So I just had them kind of – I just had like a, a duffel bag with me the whole time I was hanging out. <laughs> and um, – because I was I was about 100 miles away. I lived about 100 miles away at the time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't too awkward to have with me. You right. know, I traveled. Yeah. You know? um, but it was incredible. He he let me into the innovation kitchen, which I don't think they would do that anymore. We're a lot more like strict now. But oh, for sure. he took me in there and it was bananas. Like he introduced me. We're walking to his desk, and he introduced me to uh, this other designer who was walking by, and it turned out that it was Eric Avar who designed a bunch of the Kobe's, the Flight Posit One, which is my favorite shoe of all time. Wow. So I'm sitting here with like my favorite designer introducing me to my favorite shoe designer. <laughs> it was crazy, and and then we went and sat down, and he kind of shared like a big space. It was like his half, and then the other half was Mark Smith, and Mark Smith is kind of responsible for doing all like the the laser etching when that started oh, okay. back in the day. And he designed a lot of the, um, he was design director for Jordan brand for a while. And he actually, there was a pair of in the corner and it was this crazy shoe, super high and, and had like this crazy flower pattern. And it turned out that it was like the very first ever Yeezy ever. What? Like, so like I saw this like first promo, like Yeezy, um, and so Mark Smith is another just crazy designer in his own right, right? And so then we talk and then we go to lunch and he's like a super chill dude. And he like buys me lunch, which he totally didn't have to do. And we're sitting there. People are walking by just kind of in the cafeteria looking at me like, Who's this dude with all these guys? <laughs> like, like, he's got to be somebody because these dudes are usually meeting with athletes, you know, MJ yeah. and all these people. Um, and so we're sitting and and basically he's like, hey, did, did you have anything for me to sign? He asked, like my friend said, and I, I take him out and he's like, well, 
to sign a personal to you or just sign it? And I was like, personal to me. And Mark is like, there'll be less on eBay that way. I was like, oh, no, no, I could never do that. No. He's like, yeah, we've heard that before. But. No, for real. I still have them in a glass case. Yeah, they're sweet. not going on eBay. Yeah, we've seen yeah, it. I saw it, I saw it on Instagram. It was incredible. Like, yeah. it was, that was probably 13 years ago, and I can still like remember it like it was yesterday. Wow, I can't imagine. That's insane, and that's actually going to make this next question a lot more difficult because uh, the next question is, what's one of your favorite moments or one of your best memories since you started? And I'm going to be interested to see if you can come up with a story to top that one or just something else that was uh, super cool for you, you know, kind of along your way to get where you're at. Uh, well, I actually do have a better one than that. Oh, man. That's what I wanted to hear, <laughs> but I didn't expect it. No way. I have two, actually. Can I give you two? Yeah. Give them both. Give them both. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Absolutely. All right, cool. So the first one, so I grew up just south of Seattle. Again, I'm like, so think of think of baseball in Seattle in the late 80s, early 90s, and who do you think of? Ken Griffey Jr.? Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Ken Griffey so I was a huge Griffey fan. I spent all my birthday money. I had like $55 on my ninth birthday that I bought his like rookie card with. Like it was the upper deck rookie card. Like it was, I was a huge Griffey fan. I used to go to games and anyway, skip ahead. Now I work at Nike and they're doing a presentation to Ken Griffey Jr. on the swingman line that I've been kind of helping work on, which is mind blowing, right? Mm-hmm. And I get a text from my boss and he's like, yo, get in here. So I rush in there, of course, and the meeting had ended and they were just kind of mulling around. And one of the other directors was like, hey, Casey, do you want to go grab lunch? And I was like, yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? I didn't know. I was just like, yeah, we'll, we'll go grab lunch. Well, then like people start the room. And then that guy, the guy who invited me to lunch, a couple other guys and Ken Griffey Jr. go into this other smaller room. And so it's like Ken Griffey Jr., the Ken Griffey Jr., right? Like, <laughs> and a few other Nike guys. And then Phil Knight walks in. And he, if you don't know, is the founder of right. Nike. Yeah. Like, he's the dude who came up with the idea mm-hmm. of having Nike. So he's a big deal. And he and like Griffey, like, each other a homie hug, and they're laughing and joking each other because they've been friends for years at this point. Yeah. They're chatting. And my coworker and I are looking at each other like, is this real life? Like, for real, we're watching Phil Knight and Ken Griffey Jr. Just like, we're here for this? So then Phil Knight leaves, and a couple other guys leave, and it turns out that lunch invite was the dude who invited me, the dude who, like, we looked at each other like, is this real life? Myself and Ken Griffey Jr. Wow. So the four of us, like, this little sushi spot, like, two miles away. And we sat at this little table for four. I sat across from freaking ken griffey jr <laughs> and we just had lunch and chatted and it was crazy <laughs> oh my god what did you even talk I about i can't imagine your childhood role model hero right right there in front of you right. having sushi did you what do you even, did you even remember what you guys even talked about like i would have just like yeah, not we talked said about like, kids his daughter had um she was going into she was getting ready to go into college hurt her some sports injury oh, i think it was okay. her knee He's a photographer. So we just having normal conversations with this. We talked icon. about like phone technology because he's like a technology type dude. Like really? he's just a, like a dude. Like he's just a guy. That's awesome. I know. That's Who insane. Who that's thought? insane. So, All right. So now we're on to story number two. Yeah. I, what, 
So is this was that number one, and then we're coming up with the second one, or is this the big? big I think reveal? they just are what they are. Oh, they I, are I won't, they I won't are. categorize. Oh, I can't leave either one of these out. Yeah. So this one, it was uh, because I work on the youth NBA product. Mm. I got to go to the All Star game in Charlotte. Okay. Mm. Not this last year with Chicago. The right. year before. Right. The year before that. Yeah. And I got invited to the Jordan party. I got an invite uh, to the no Jordan party way. in Charlotte, which is basically Michael's birthday party. What? And it's this big friggin' right? Yeah. So I got there early because, I mean, you might, maybe you're supposed to be fashionably late, but I'm not. I'm not doing with that for Michael Jordan's birthday party. I'm going early. <laughs> for as long. You want to be there as long as you and can so possibly be there. I was there, there, and it was just like big warehouse that they converted, basically, and there was a stage, and there were some VIP areas, and, you know, drinks and food, and, I mean, just you name it. Wow. And I would just, like, at this table. I was just standing there. Like, I didn't know anybody there. So I was just kind of standing at the table for some music. A DJ was doing some things. And then in walks Michael Jordan. And, like, I, I lucked out my table that I was just standing at was right in the path of where he was entering to where he was going to his VIP area. Wow. So I'm standing there, and he starts to walk by. I was like, hey, Mr. Jordan, can I shake your hand? And he shook my hand as he walked by, like he does, you know. Yeah. And he got past me, and I said, happy birthday. And he, like, kept going and did his little VIP thing. Wow. And then, like, so, like, I'm, like, on cloud, like, 12. Forget cloud nine. I'm on cloud 12, right? <laughs> I'm just, like, I just MJ, and I shook his hand, and he smiled at me. Because I was always afraid, like, if I ever met MJ, I would meet, like, angry MJ. You know what I mean? And yeah. it'd break my heart and ruin oh, me forever. But he was not. And he smiled and thanked me. And, like, looked me in the eye. And then, like, this whole party. Like, I mean, Dark Comiskey was there. Uh. Mark Cuban was there, uh, Ray Allen, like just players and like just crazy. And then Travis Scott performed. Oh like it was just like the whole thing was just unreal. It was just completely unreal. That, just, oh my god, that's, that's insane. I can't. Yeah. That's what. That's probably one wow. of the coolest stories of my life. I'm not gonna. For sure. I'm not gonna. Not. Gonna <laughs> Me <you>. too. <laughs> I'm, I'm a like huge NBA fan so I couldn't I probably would have had a stroke I would have done you one better I would have just probably had a stroke right there if I saw Michael Jordan <laughs> or if he touched my well, hand and the crazy part it. about it the crazy part about it is like because of the people who were there mm -hmm. there weren't that many people up in the VIP like when I'm talking about Ray Allen was there and Blake Griffin they were just out and about they were just there they were up there right. where you could kind of see them just like walking around these dudes were just like walking around just you know the the crowd wow it was crazy that's oh my insane. gosh that's so cool so when i was uh yeah. when i was writing up some of the show notes um i was looking through your instagram and could you explain how you ended up with this giant nike sign from a store oh the six foot swoosh yeah. yes yes yeah. yes it's right over there i can grab it if you want to see it yeah um dude that's crazy <laughs> I was working at Nike Town Seattle and I volunteered to do an overnight mm -hmm. to help with the visual team mm -hmm. because they had like a visual manager and like one or two employees but when there's a big like change out you need more than two or three people to redo an entire Nike Town right. overnight right yeah. so uh, at the time I was like 
I wasn't married. I didn't have any kids. I was you know, loving the swoosh. And I was like, hey, I'll, I'll volunteer to help. Mm-hmm. Well, during that evening, the manager found this old swoosh. And he's like, hey, I'm going to throw this away unless you want it. And I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> so he gives me this. It's literally, it's a, it's a six-foot Nike swoosh, right? Yeah. Well, I was commuting like 45 miles. So I was taking the commuter bus. So I took that swoosh oh, first thing gosh. in the morning. <laughs> I'm carrying this giant six-foot swoosh downtown Seattle <laughs> to the stop. And I'm like standing at the bus stop with this big old swoosh bounced on my foot. And I carry it onto the bus. How I, many I questions, like how many weird person. looks you had to get that day would be insane. Yes. Did anyone but ask? I Did anyone ask? I, I have an Nike swoosh now. It's six feet tall. I mean, Someone had to come up and ask why you were carrying a real-life Nike-sized swoosh. <laughs> I don't know if anyone asked. I think that they is... might have been too afraid of me to ask. Wow. Yeah, they probably That's thought true. you were going to use it as a weapon. Exactly. Ask you anything wrong. <laughs> And that's and then the rest is history. Now it's just that's chilling. That's crazy. That's very now cool though. Chilling. Yeah. I know. Cool. I've gotten some cool memorabilia from uh, places that are closing, but never a six foot Nike swoosh. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. All right, for our next question, do you have any advice? Uh, you obviously you're a shoe collector yourself. Do you have any advice for people who want, you know, to begin collecting shoes? Kind of where to start or what that should look like? Yeah. Well, I mean, so for me, I didn't even really call collector until like a couple years ago because that wasn't i wasn't doing it for that i Mm -hmm. wasn't i wasn't buying shoes because i wanted to be a collector i was buying shoes because i really loved the shoes right and it just kind of turned into a collection over time because basically i would get a pair for for school right Mm -hmm. beginning of the school year you get your school shoes of course Mm -hmm. i'll get my basketball shoes i might get for my birthday because i didn't want anything else right it's easy for my parents Christmas pair and then maybe like a summer basketball pair and so I would just start taking care of them and you know Mm -hmm. you get to a certain point where you're buying shoes a little big so you grow into stop growing (laughs) so I ended up just like my shoes just kind of started adding up and adding up and then so I got a job at Foot Locker because of my passion for the shoes literally the manager I was just like bro it's gonna pay me to be here and that was like my interview he's like yeah you're right you should work here so I started with Full Locker, and I eventually got on with Nike. So it was never like a goal of mine to have a collection. I just really loved shoes. And you got to remember, like back then, there was no like Instagram, there was no yeah. Facebook, mm-hmm. there was there was no like the only way to show it off was like wear it to the mall or yeah. wear it to school, and that was that. And you could have a whole collection, you could no. wear your one pair was it Uh so for me i think if you're going to do it do it because you love it not because you're trying to like look cool on the gram or whatever like i had to be convinced by a coworker to even start instagram because that was i didn't think anyone would care about my my shoes apparently i was wrong but (laughs) she was right i was wrong um but just do it because you like it and buy what you like don't just don't just buy things because you think right and that's actually and you gave some really good advice i don't know if you meant to in the beginning but whenever you said you know eventually your feet are going to stop growing 
And if you continue to get a few pairs of shoes, but you take care of them, I know people would be like, how did you end up? They would, because uh, I was the sneakerhead of my friends and from my area. And they were like, you know, how did you end up with a hundred, with 150 pairs of shoes? And I'm like, well, I've got shoes from my freshman year of high school. My foot stopped growing and I started taking care of them. And the more shoes you get, the less off each shoe the less damaged it become and the more you're able to keep it in a good condition it's just it's really not rocket science if you think about it yeah exactly and and to be honest like it looks like i have a lot of shoes and i do have a lot of shoes i know plenty of people who have more than me but i have a lot compared to you know others Mm -hmm. but and and that's for me it's not about the numbers but the majority a lot of what i have was honestly i worked at a nike clearance store and it was the second one in the company's history were like crazy cheap i was one of the managers i didn't have any kids i bought so many shoes during that like couple year period that it's like a lot of stuff is just like it's older and i don't know how people they started like three years ago and they have twice as many as this like that's just that's a level of money that i can't even comprehend (laughs) so you know speaking of numbers you know we we gotta hear the number like how many how many pairs do you got all right um uh, 600 I think. 600 pairs that's good man how does it feel to know that you can pretty much wear a different pair of shoes every single day for the next two years yeah so i actually did a year and a half two years ago i did like a 365 challenge where i wore a different pair every day for a year and i don't know if it fixed me or it broke me but i haven't looked at shoes kind of the same since like i was just buying stuff all the time before but the number of times during that year where i was I should wear these more. I should wear these more. And then I got to the year and I was like, I still have like a couple hundred left. How the hell am I going to wear these more? Like, yes. It just made me realize like it's it's an unpopular opinion in this culture, but there is such a thing as too many. That's like, I, know. I can't even wear them. Like right. I, I legit have things that I love that I can't wear because I don't have enough days in the year. depending on how you look at it, but I think about it a little differently now. Right. Definitely. You're going to last have to like uh, swap out every, uh, every day you have to do two pairs, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Three hour shifts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I got to step out. I got to swap my shoes. Um, yeah. So where do you see this collection going in like the next five years? Are you ever, you know, thinking about downsizing or it sounds like you're hitting the limit. Are you just going to swap out shoes that are just going to, you know, you want to. Swap I mean, out. so the weird thing is, as a as an employee, I'm not actually I'm contractually obligated not to sell anything. Really? Um, huh. Yes. I'm assuming and you so, get it, you get like discounts, and that's where it becomes. You know, you can't use your discount to then turn around and sell it. Would be the complication, right? There. And gotcha. I like you can't even like you're you can't even like buy it for the discount and then like sell it for that same amount because that's discount abuse because you're just that point you're giving someone else your discount right? yeah because so, i yeah so I there will not be any like downsizing in that way because uh-huh. I, just, I like my job right I'd rather keep <laughs> and selling a couple of shoes isn't worth even like the the small risk oh, like, yeah. oh no way yeah. i'm not dealing with any no of that um i'm just really kind of starting to slow down a i have a house and kids and right. like i'm trying to be more of a <laughs> <laughs> and focus my money on more things especially considering everything that I want to. Um, and B, just really focusing on those shoes that like 
I want if I can get them. Because the other problem is with the culture today, so like if there's if there's even a hint of hype, it's almost impossible to get exactly. something. Exactly. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay resale prices. I'm just not, I'm not going to spend like the Travis Scott sixes. This is my, 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 uh, story. My friend hit on them for me. Cause I took a bunch of L's and then shipping was delayed and then shipping canceled. No, no way. We actually got those about people who like their orders were doubled up or tripled. Oh, no. wow. So literally, Nike gave my pair away, no. literally. <laughs> and so terrible. I'm a big six dude, and that is currently the only colorway of the Jordan Six that I don't own. No. And so that kills me. How crazy! But I'm not spend five, six hundred dollars to get a. Like there's I, so many things when you own a home that you can do with five, six hundred dollars. Oh yeah. I just Definitely. can't. Yeah. And I remember that that actually is the first major hype shoe that I hit on. Nice. Congratulations. I hit on that shoe. And I remember I was just like, because actually I was off. I was actually in a store shopping. I was like, the Travis, oh, yeah, the sixes dropped today. I need to make sure I try and get those. I had, took, I had taken so many L's. I had not gotten a win on sneakers yet before. So I'm like, kept trying because I'm like, it, it takes one to in your information to check out and then lose. So it's not like it's hurting me. So I'm just, you know, I'm checking out in a store. I remember I'm putting it in. And then he texts me. He's like, hey, I took an L on those sneakers. How'd you do? Because we pretty much would just talk back and forth. Like, you take an L? Yep. What about you? Yep. So, yeah, he hits me that day. He's like, yep, took my L. He's like, I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot. Uh, let me go check and see. Load the app. Pops it down. Got him. I was like, I called him so fast. I don't think I've ever dialed yeah. the phone that fast. And there, it was crazy. It's one of those And we actually... They came in and we sold those shoes the same day we got them for I think eleven hundred dollars. It was ridiculous. Eleven hundred dollars the first day we got them because that was the lowest price that people were buying them for. So I'm like, well, of course we're gonna just. So we just sold them right there, pay it, paid them out, and it was like eight hundred dollars we made off that one shoe. I mean, the shoe culture is just crazy right now. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that like killed me. And I, you know, everyone does it for a different reason. I'm not saying like one is better. But, mm-hmm. like, the number of people who, A, again, I'm a huge six dude. I have, like, almost 60 pairs of sixes. I love sixes. Right. The number of people who were like, this is my first pair of sixes, that kind of killed me. And then the number of people who, like, I heard, like, oh, I don't really like those. I don't want those. And then they got them. I'm like, you guys <laughs> killing me right now. Oh, man. <laughs> I, like, I legit, like, think about this. That shoe was a GR. And what? Scott. If it just looked like it looked without the cactus jack and had a little pocket on it mm-hmm. and it was green, that would sit. Like oh, no yeah. one would buy that You'd shoe. You'd buy that under retail. Yeah. I would buy that shoe anyway. Yeah. Like because of the six, not because mm-hmm. of the hype, not because of Travis Scott. It's because it's a six. So that's the part that kills me. It's like, ah, <laughs> I um, actually like the shoe. But it would have been cool too because you actually have seen Scott perform live at MJ's uh, party. So that would have been MJ's another reason. <laughs> But here we are. Here we are, right? <laughs> yeah. I actually, I can feel your pain on that one because I just had to pay my favorite, uh, my favorite college team is North Carolina. So conveniently going along with Michael Jordan. I've been a North Carolina fan since Tyler Hansborough was there. So it's been, been like probably 10, 15 years for me now. And I just now, I sold, I want to say I sold almost seven, election, eight, like. nine, 10 shoes probably uh, to be able to buy the off-white UNC Jordan ones. 
and they are in the mail and they should be coming by the end of this week. I spent $700 nice. used on these shoes. And I'm just like, man, I wish I would have got those shoes when they first came out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's definitely, definitely can be heartbreaking. That's for sure. But uh, for sure. tracking back to the actual, uh, what what would you say, you know, aside from your collection and kind of what you do for work, what are some other hobbies that you have that you like to do? Um, I mean, honestly, like being a, being a dad and I don't, I don't do a whole lot. Like mm -hmm. I hang out with my kids. I occasionally play video games, but not in such a way that like I want to play against anyone else because that I, I would get slaughtered. Like I'm not good like that. You right. know what I mean? Just like, casual. I just, just I, a casual I, I player. Just, I, you know what I mean? I'll yeah. play some like Far Cry or something because I don't have to worry about gamers killing me while I'm doing it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, but like honestly, like just it's really lame but like hanging out with my kids and i mean that's not lame but like hobby -wise. <laughs> if, the, if your kids hear this podcast you might be in yeah. trouble now yeah but like i'm not like i just don't have like hobbies that i can do shoes and nike memorabilia kind of is my hobby exactly well there you go that's all very I mean, cool man i think most of the uh guys that we've had on the dads all kind of all kind of go that same, same route yeah. so Got to be safe. Yeah, yeah. Got to be safe while we're being recorded. All right, we all we can respect that. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna ask. I mean, this one should be an easy one for you. Um, we ask all our guests this question: What is your all-time grail, and do you currently own it? Um, so, so I think grail. I feel like it's tossed around a little too much. Mm -hmm. And so, by like a common grail, I would say like a wearable pair of Chicago ones would be a grail. Because right. I have a pair of Chicago ones, but they're OGs, and I'm not going to wear those around. I'm yeah. just not going to. I probably could, but I'm not going to. No. Uh, also, like a grail to me, shouldn't be something that you could just like throw it on the credit card right now real quick and like pay it off in a couple months and be good because that's accessible. So for me, a self-lacing mag would be my grail. Oh, man. Because there's 0% ever have that shoe. Yeah. Like a Chicago one someday. Yeah, I could buy that 700 bucks. Like I could probably figure that out someday. Yeah. A, a $50,000 or more self-lacing mag is never, ever going to happen. Ever. Wow, right. Like I cannot imagine the lottery that I would have to win for me to be like, oh, 50 grand on a shoe. Yeah. Instead of buying like a Camaro or something. I don't right. know. Like, yeah. something. I know you've heard about, you've surely seen the. How that pair of Jordan ones, the in the Chicago colorway, they were autographed by Jordan, Game Warren have like hit the market, and they're supposed to sell anywhere yeah. from a hundred to a hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm like that I'm getting a Ferrari, yeah. you know, like hundred fifty grand. I like shoes and MJ a lot, but a hundred and fifty grand that's, that's that is for your top tier that. collector right yeah. there. Oh, you yeah. would have to be. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be crazy, actually. We haven't many. We honestly gotten that many like air mags I no think. Yeah, yeah we haven't seen a ton of that most uh, people do try and keep it you know realistic because there's shoes out there that you love but uh, at, the, at the same time everyone has their different like some people may look at the air mag and be like that shoe's ugly i would not wear that and some people may look right. at a red october yeezy and be like that shoe's ugly i would not wear that personally that's kind of how i feel just like not that it's ugly but it's not something i'd ever wear i mean i right. would want something that I and wear. i get that like i Style. I wear crazy shoes. I love crazy colors. Mm -hmm. I love like 
I love crazy. Like, so I get that. But yeah. like I said, for me, like a, a grail should be that thing that's really almost unattainable, not the thing that you just haven't bought yet. Right. True. And I like that's your idea true. of being able to describe it. Well, there should be a difference between your all-time favorite shoe that you are going to wear and your all-time favorite shoe that you would just have sit on a shelf. Because I know for me personally, I decided, uh, it was probably a few months ago, I decided to saving up for the Jordan uh, UNCs. I finally got to a point where I could reach it, but I told myself I was going to buy it used because I have to wear it if it's used. If I get that thing new and I open it up and I see the pretty white and the pretty blue and the zip tie, I'm just going to be like, that's going straight to my shelf and it's never coming down. Yeah. So, yeah, it's exactly. like, so I went ahead and I bought it used and, oh man, the adrenaline is pumping. You got to wear them. <laughs> you got to wear them, man. Wear them. That's my biggest <laughs> I'm not going to lie being able to wear my shoes but uh so we ask uh so this is actually going to be uh second to last question here but if you could choose you know who would you want us to have on the podcast next just anyone that you know that would maybe want to do it or someone that's kind of helped you along the way just who do you think or a would cool be a story good, yeah just anyone that we could have yeah. on the podcast next well i mean i've had a lot of people help me along the way like that's a that's a tough one because because like i said i I started this because a coworker kind of told me to like, this wasn't, this wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to get 10,000 followers on Instagram. This just, that just kind of, kind of happened. But it, like a lot of that happened due to people giving me advice. So that's a, that's a tough one. Right. Um, and you can always mull it over and just uh, send us, send us anyone's info in our yeah, or like anything Phil like Knight's. that. We just like yeah. to use that to yeah, you kind know, of forward, forward, you know, um, kind of pay it forward. I'm trying to think like <laughs> yeah, Phil or Tinker to the culture, you know, like one dude who I think puts in a crazy amount of work for his pictures is B-Boy Laspin. Huh. He's out of Germany, and I think he has almost like every Jordan. Like this dude has just he has like 400 pairs of Jordans. Wow. Takes pictures like group pictures outdoors on location with like 40 pairs of sevens, and it's, wow. it's the, the logistics of difficult it must be to collect that move it set it up <laughs> collect it again move it back uh so i would and he's a good dude he gave me advice early on like i was shooting pictures and like let's say this is the picture you know I'll grab one of my kids old and like i would shoot the picture and there would be all this like foreground and he was like bro like shoot it so there's not so much ground under your shoe so then i started like my pictures would be like that and so the shoe would be more of the right. he would just like then I had like a thousand followers and he had like a hundred thousand followers and he took the time to be like, Hey, you should try this. That's and awesome. so like, I really appreciate that. And that's cool. Me. And we've actually, uh, we've actually done a podcast with a sneaker photographer, I guess you could say as well. And they have some really cool stories and it's also, you know, whenever you see stuff like that and you really understand the effort that goes into that picture. I know for me personally, I see that and I'm like, I'm always going to try and drop a like because it takes 0.1 seconds to like photo and it takes probably two and a half hours to set it up so it's just like right. man that's that's yeah. one way you can try and so, show your support whenever you're scrolling on the timeline and you see something that you know you know took a minute to get or something that's cool like that it's always nice to yeah. just drop a he's like he's a really cool him. guy i don't know if you've heard of him his name's uh on instagram 1985 19.85 he's uh in, he's in he's from UK. overseas too yeah he's yeah. in the united yeah. kingdom yeah and yeah. He's, he's a big sneaker collector Oof. and photographer and stuff like that too so yeah he had a cool story as well and i I love the aesthetics of like 
these photos that people can put together because some of them just blow my mind. I'm just like, wow. Because yeah. it's just a, a shoe is pretty yeah. enough whenever it's in your hand, but whenever people do things in the background to enhance it, it just gives it a whole new, yeah. whole new meaning, a whole new level. Well, and just like the time, like so every, yeah. the way I started Instagram was I, I, basically I was telling my coworkers I was like, hey, in June I think I'm gonna wear a different pair of sixes to work every because it's the sixth month, and I, and my coworker was like, you should post that on Instagram. Like that's how the whole thing started. So that was three years ago. This is coming up on my fourth year of hashtag sixes for month six and at the end i always take like a all my sixes collection picture i do that once a year and it's like overwhelming and this dude is doing it like yes and and, and i'm doing it like in my house somewhere you know what i mean this dude is doing it like all the time and he's taking it to a park or to whatever and it just it's crazy to me had like 12 pairs in like my car like i can't imagine like doing like 60 pairs like you'd have to like rent a u-haul oh my god it's crazy (laughs) but uh before we start this outro is there anything that you would like to either promote or anyone that you would like to shout out um Uh, man there's so many people to shout out but uh i'm I'm wearing my kick to have he's a good dude he's been he's been around since one and uh he's the homie frankie is the home in New York State of Mind 23. And I mean, just if you haven't, another dude that would be good actually is uh, Josh Devaney. He's uh, MJ Toy Historian is what they call him. He's from Australia and he has like possibly the largest collection of Jordan like toys and memorabilia and figures and stuff. Wow. So it's wow. not directly, but like yeah. you should check him out. That's He's cool. Uh, I'd love to hear That's that. That's cool. I have some Jordan. Pops too, I don't even so. want to try because then we'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you uh, jumping on this episode, but uh, that's actually going to wrap it up for this episode. If you liked it, feel free to show your support by liking, following, and subscribing to whichever platform that you're listening to. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Peace. That's going to wrap up today's episode on ShoeCast. If you liked the episode and you want to hear more, please feel free to subscribe. If you want to connect with us on other social medias, click the link in the description. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. Peace.